Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Uh, something like that. Uh, so we were watching the OC. We have been watching. We have the been OC. watching the OC. And you know, it's always timed out that I'm watching the episode like before someone comes over, or after someone comes over, so they like see the tail end of it. Yeah. Oh, everyone's excited, Kevin. Everyone loved the OC when they were young. Yeah. Everyone. Rem- I think everyone remembers the OC. I don't think they exactly remember the OC. Yeah, even if they watched it, they don't quite remember. Hold on. This happened? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that happened. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think people probably remember the Marissa overdosing, like, part. But it happened in episode seven. I, well, I thought it happened earlier. Like, I just kept no, that's, waiting that's, that's, for that's it to I mean. come. There, there's a lot that happens between episode one, where we introduce her having a drinking problem, and episode seven. Where she finally overdoses. <laughs> she finally succeeds at her teen terribleness dream. Okay. That's one way to put it. She wants to be a punk rock princess. Is that is that her is that her outspoken goal? Yes. Okay. She's not doing a very good job at it. <laughs> Marissa's not great at things. All right. Uh, so let's get into the episode. Let's begin. So this is episode eight, The Rescue. The Rescue. So we come in hot. Well, I, well, uh, no, we come in very quiet and melancholy. Can we talk about how the recap is the entire series? Yes. Like I wasn't paying attention. To I don't know. It. I don't know if any. Well, I don't know exactly that. People don't usually pay attention to the recaps, especially. But it was everything. Um, I don't know if anybody has ever like when you watch the recaps. Usually, that's a good sign of like what this episode is about. Then one hits every single point. I'm like, Mike, what it, what happens in this episode? I mean, this episode was about everything, though. It was, it about, was about every storyline moving to the next level. <laughs> yeah. And no, it, it, it comes in strong in a quiet way, I guess. Strong and qu- Well, I mean, it came in strong with the bagels. Yeah. Because I was re-listening to last week's podcast on my way over here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, bagels. I said bagels were coming. Oh, the bagels come in hot. They're right there in the first scene. I guess they come in hot. They're cold, but they're going to be toasted. I'm okay. So this scene, it's the morning. This scene is not about And they're all just sort of like awkwardly standing around, and we get like awkward introductions of what everything is about. Yeah. Luckily, the kids did 100% the right thing and did not try to deal with the problem by themselves. Yes, yes, yes. They, they, Marissa is in the hospital. Mm hmm. It's not, it's what I thought was the first day of school, but is not the first day of school. It's the orientation day, which is essentially the first day of school. Registration week, yeah. yes, they call it. Do you remember that from high it's school? It's not really, it's not really the first day of school. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Sandy, it is, it is, however, the first day of Sandy's new job. Yes, it's everyone's first day. And Kirsten wants everyone to eat breakfast. But like, everyone has too much melancholy. Everyone is sad. And no one wants the plain bagel. The way that it cuts around, I'm like... Are they in trouble? Like, is this going to be with the trouble? That's no, no. This just seems to be. They're just like they're sa- just sad about Marissa because Kirsten is still wearing like cause the, the fact that Kirsten and Sandy are dressed in like pajama clothes, but it looks like Seth and Ryan are like up and ready to go. I'm mm-hmm. like, is this the nighttime? No, there's the sun in the background. What's happening, Aaron? I wish I could remember what Seth and Ryan were wearing in Mexico. I mean, Ryan was obviously wearing a dark colored t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Ryan was wearing a dark colored t-shirt with a string and jeans and sleepy eyes. (laughs) And Seth was wearing some sort of quippy shirt and jeans. Or a polo. Which is also what they sleep in and also what they go to school in. So So, I'm just, I'm wondering if they're still wearing what they wore in Mexico. Like they stayed up all night talking to each other about how terrifying this is. It doesn't make, it wouldn't make a lot of sense because like they're standing around and like Sandy's like I can drive him to school and Kirsten's like no you have your work I'll drive him to school and if no one's going to eat we might as well go now so they go but, they but first the phone rings <laughs> because they get a call that Marissa has woken up and then fall back asleep again so they all got to take off to the hospital yes the theme of this episode is everything gets dropped to go to see Marissa which is I mean, granted, she did almost die. Yes. But. (laughs) Marissa is the center of reality in this episode. Everything revolves around her. Once again, we want to be clear. We understand she just uh, is almost overdosed. We understand that. But But the beginning of this episode is everyone being like, oh, no, she's fine. 
Yeah, she's going to be okay. No, no, she's fine. She she's just gonna needs be, to rest. Yeah, no, she's in the hospital for now just to like, get get some rest. She's in no, like... No immediate danger. No immediate danger at all. She's out of the woods. Yeah, but they go to see her. Makes sense. Their yep. friend just woke up. They we love learned, her. We learned that Marissa was actually airlifted out and brought to this hospital. We also learned that Jimmy is still wearing his wedding ring. Yes, yes. Because he reaches over and, like, pulls Marissa's hair off of her face or something. And you see it. But it's, like, very obvious. Yeah. Uh... There's a lot of things learning this episode. Julie is apparently unhappy that Marissa has friends. Yeah, Julie is the worst. Yeah, she will only be be seen by family. You know, the family. <laughs> Me and you and the other girl. Maybe not you, Jimmy. Maybe just <laughs> Maybe me. Maybe just me. And maybe not the other girl. You mean our other daughter? Who? The, the, the one with the babysitter. <laughs> you know, that girl who lives in our house. <laughs> that girl. But me. I will see her. Only I will see Marissa. <laughs> Julie has got, like, abusive parent nailed down. Oh, she is separating Marissa from everyone. And then she separates Ryan from the grown-ups to tell him about how he is the worst person in the world and he has destroyed (laughs) everything he has ever touched. And I can only assume that Sandy's like, no, I'm playing the long game. She'll get this one in, but we'll win in the end. Because she, like, like, Ryan's walking out with Sandy and Kirsten and Seth and goes, Ryan, can I talk to you? And neither Sandy or Kirsten's like... Eh, maybe not. I know they're like, this seems inappropriate, but let's see what game she's playing. Let's let this happen. Julie's not very subtle. She'll probably say it very loudly. And she only pulls him like five feet down the hallway. Yeah. And essentially her big thing is that is like, this is all your fault, Ryan. You wasn't like this before, Ryan. Everything you've done is wrong and you will never see her again. Otherwise, Ryan... I'm going to throw you in jail. Ryan. And Ryan's like, and I good, mean. Give <laughs> Ryan's like, He's like, I mean, shut I up. guess you can be mad at me, but maybe you should look in a mirror. <laughs> look, you haven't seen what's about to happen in the rest of this episode. Literally my entire <laughs> life is Marissa now. I don't think I can. I don't like. I know you can't see the future. Like I can apparently see the. Well, he I mean he can predict his own actions. He's developed a new superhero sense, he, which is knowing exactly what he's going to do in the future. Exactly. Which is Mirza is now his entire life. It's his only focus. Maybe he's just recently defeated his most recent like supervillain so <laughs> when he was down in Mexico. Else. Yeah, just on the yeah. way out, he did some roundhouse kicks. Yeah, threw uh, something to the chopper. Also. Also, Julie, you're going through a divorce, Julie. Yeah. Maybe it's not Ryan's fault. Yeah, maybe the fact that her dad mm, moved out and didn't tell her until she was out of the country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the fact that her dad was punched at her cotillion and, you know, has been arrested and might go to jail. Ryan actually does very little. When you think about it in the grand scheme of things, Ryan's usually, like, in the area, but the yeah. actual things that Ryan does is incredibly small. He very rarely actually sees Marissa, because every time he sees her, Luke appears. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, he, he wasn't even originally going to go to Tijuana. Like, there's so many things that Ryan does not do and just sort of, like, sleepy eyes around. But Julie's like, oh! see him in the vague vicinity of this he's always around clearly it's his fault fault. ryan 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 however does not choose to relay this story to seth until they arrive at school no for the convenience of scene change yes so they're (laughs) at school the school is beautiful yes and ryan is oh i mean ryan is i i am shocked by how good that school is i was thinking beverly hills 90210 yeah this is better no this is like a this is like a spa yeah that's also a school pools tennis courts ryan school had a basketball hoop grass grass outdoor areas yeah well-dressed people teachers who don't want to talk to seth because he's a nerd okay so so they're walking with kirsten Curse is like, okay, I'll see you guys later. And they walk up and find her again immediately. Curse, Seth's mom ditched him. Yes. She wanted to go talk to her cool friends and she couldn't be seen with her lame son. (laughs) And he he was talking to my cool friends. Bye, guys. And he just walks (laughs) faster to get away from them. I I can still see you, mom. But he's the nerdest of the nerd. Even the teachers didn't want to talk to him. He asked them how their summer was and they just ignored him. (laughs) Hey, school hasn't officially begun. No, do you remember Registration no, no, Day? No, no, I, I, I do, but it's not being really treated like Registration Day. Well, that's because Ryan doesn't go to the school. 
I know. Did they not, like, talk to... Like, it seems yeah, weird this, this is happening on the first day of school. And also why Ryan has to be there for the first conversation that Kirsten has with yeah, the principal. This, this, is, this is why I'm so confused about the day, is because... I never see any of them go to – I don't understand, like, classes are, like – like, you said you get your class. You might show up. You might not show up. Um, mm-hmm. I showed up for all – when you show up for your classes, usually they're just – usually they just end after 10 minutes. No, so orientation day, um, at least in the two high schools I went to, yeah, that's the day where you go, you get your schedule, you tour around, you figure out where your classrooms are. Yeah. If there's textbooks that you need, you pick up your textbooks. Oh, yeah. And if there's a problem with your schedule, you go see um, – the principal or guidance counselor or whatever. Now, at one of the high schools I went to, that was also the day you got your student ID picture taken. Yeah. Um, but not all of the high schools. And this was like a week block. So different grades would go on different days. Yeah. And then school would officially start like the next Monday or Tuesday. That's what I mean. Like, like they're talking like about classes it. classes would start. That, yeah. And that's, yeah. Why, that's why it's it was like confusing with stuff like that. And also the fact that, once again, Ryan, this is like the first time they've ever seemed to mention this to. Yeah. Kirsten and some Sandy really dropped the ball on this one. <laughs> they they were, they forgot that Ryan was there for a while. I and mean, this is what happens when he sleeps in the pool house. True. They forgot he wasn't in school. And they're like, uh-oh. We better Uh-oh. get him into school. Uh, I guess we better uh, better figure this out. However, we cut from Ryan getting his photo taken to a cute parallel scene where Sandy gets his photo taken and also set and also learns about all the cool new amenities at his new firm. There are some fun parallels. Yeah. Um, in this between like Ryan starting at a new like a fancy new school and Sandy starting at a fancy new firm. Like, like firm. And there's like there's great parallels. There's the photos being taken. There's the fact that they both are like Talking about their old places, and Sandy says it had a basketball hoop. And yeah, they're both overwhelmed by the amenities that are made available to them. Yeah. However, Sandy is not happy with essentially the cases he's getting. No, because he gets loser cases. Yeah, well, he, yeah, he gets. <laughs> okay, no, they're not loser cases, but he was dealing with like serious problems at his old firm. Yeah, and this is like rich people complaints. Yes, a lot of them are rich people complaints. Yeah, so he's not too pleased that that is what he's dealing with. So this is what we alluded to. Um, Kirsten gives Ryan like a pre-principal meeting pep talk. The principal comes out to meet them, and we learn Dean, the princ- Dean Kim. She's also Doctor Kim. Yeah, also Doctor Kim. Yeah, they also and, call her Dean Kim. Yeah, because she, she is the dean. I guess they call the principal the dean. The dean, dean of students. I don't know. Yeah, she has a PhD though, so she's a doctor. It is a private school. They can do whatever they want. Exactly. Whatever they want. Um, and Harvard we learn Academy. that the principal does not like Seth because uh, she says, "Good to see you, Kirsten. Always interesting to see you, Seth." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Seth doesn't get in trouble, but goes to the office a lot. Yes, he's that annoying things. kid. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, Seth, I hear you got hit by a basketball again. Uh, How? Did someone throw it at you? No, my, just my hands didn't close fast enough. <laughs> you your hands didn't close fast enough? Yeah, yeah. I was trying to catch it. Okay. Wh- why were you playing a sport? <laughs> Seth, why are you trying things? <laughs> you should just read your read your comics. I prefer to call them animes. Um, <laughs> what? Wait, what? No, animes are very cart- <laughs> animes are more cartoons. Mangas would be what you call them. I prefer to do this. <laughs> it, it was like what Anna did. It was like, yes. I prefer to call them animes. You mean but, but, you prefer to call them comic books animes? Yes. Yes. But you're wrong, Seth. <laughs> you Seth, just you, you just don't understand my nerd culture. No, Seth. I watch animes. I like Ghosts in the Shell. Mm. Oh, uh, uh, uh. Uh, typical. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be good. <laughs> That's why the principal doesn't like him. Yeah. Um. So I asked myself, why is Ryan at this initial meeting? And then I realized it's because Kirsten could not have gotten him into that school. Ryan had to give an inspirational speech. Yes. Well, Kirsten tries to big dog Kim because because um because Doctor Kim is like. Uh, oh, well, we just don't think that he's, like, you know, he's, that he's like, harbor material. Oh. And, and Kristen's like, we think he can rise above. He just needs the right. And you, you mean the, you mean the other parents wouldn't like him being there. And Dr. Kim's like, I mean, that's kind of it. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah. She, she's like, well, I mean, yeah, but also. And then Kristen's like, he just needs a chance to succeed. And then Dr. Kim's like, I don't think he can overcome his background. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember. Wasn't in the first episode, Sandy mentioned that he has like a 4.0 or yeah. something? Yeah. Like, he has or amazing his, grades. His test grades right, are amazing. Yeah. His assignment grades are, like, meh, because he's too busy stealing yeah. cars to go to school. But right. he, like, right, right. kills it at tests. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so essentially Kim doesn't want him to go. Um, Ryan decides this is the moment. This is, the, this is another episode where Ryan's like, you know what it is? It's time to talk. 
Time to be the OC. And he, so well, Kirsten big dogs Kim. I'm, I know Kim's her last name, and it seems weird because the last name is, <laughs> is also first a first name. name. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to keep saying Kim. Yeah, yeah. Cursing um, big dogs, Kim. But Ryan got a sad dog, Kim. And that's what always works for Ryan. Hey, if you think that my, my self-esteem would be bad for being... Um, oh, because what Dr. Kim says yeah. is, well, we could let you in, but you realize if you fail, you've not only lost a year of your life, you've lost self-esteem. <laughs> And Ryan's like, that's an absurd thing to say. <laughs> if I didn't get in here, how would you think my self-esteem would feel? And also, Dr. Kim, teacher of school, do you really think that, a, that, that going to that school would be a waste of a year? And, like, maybe if you have good teachers, he'll pass anyway. And also, you learn stuff no matter what. Yeah. So You're still learning and growing. So settle down, Dr. Kim, because Ryan wants to go to Harbor. And he gets to write a test. Yeah, just tell him the time. Little does she know, tests <laughs> are his jam. Well, and also little little does she know, Ryan has other concerns. Exactly. He will write that test. Uh, but Seth, we cut over to Seth, because Seth and Summer have a talk about Marissa, essentially. Seth wants to bond slash date. Um, Summer, well, I mean, they start by talking sadly about Marissa. Yeah. But well, then... Summer thought Marissa was dead. Mm-hmm. It was li- scary. Little did Summer know that Marissa's name is in the credits so she's fine she can't die mid-season that'd be insane I mean, especially in 2003 no yeah no. Four? 2004 no one's dying mid-season <laughs> this is not game of thrones you guys it's not walking dead we aren't in that era <laughs> not yet not yet uh seth works up his confidence and he actually straight up tries to ask summer out on a date on a real date not a friend hangout a date but unfortunately the cheerleaders walk by and give seth the stink eye which is off brand because i thought the cool kids didn't know who he was <laughs> well i think I, here's the thing i don't think it's a, it was a mean stink guy it was like why is Summer talking to that <laughs> do we have a new kid does he even go to the school <laughs> valid <laughs> he doesn't even go here yes i do come on <laughs> You are the one who threw the basketball. You know, you know who I am. <laughs> Seth has a lot of sadness in this episode that goes under the wire. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, oh, this is a Julie and uh, Jimmy scene where now Julie has decided this is her opportunity to cut everyone she doesn't want in her life out of her life. Yeah, Ju- Julie is really trying to control the situation in a very sociopathic way. So now she blames Jimmy for absolutely everything. Yes, because she's going to use that to essentially manipulate the situation into getting sole custody of the kids. And if he tries to fight her, he won't even get supervised okay. visits. Mostly Marissa, though. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be clear. They're talking about Marissa. Oh, yeah. No one cares about Caitlyn. <laughs> no. I, I swear I forgot until Jimmy says, my kids. I'm like, oh, right. There's two of them. There's two kids. <laughs> there's two kids. Um, and Julie's a big failure because Marissa 100% overhears this. Yeah. And then Julia's also really bad at controlling the situation because these dum-dums didn't take away Marissa's cell phone. They just put it in the drawer next to her. It's in her purse. It's in her purse. But you take that ish away. You know your teenager is out of control. You do not give her her cell phone in her hospital yeah, Ju- room. Julie is being a bad, abusive parent. Yes. <laughs> she should be a lot better. Julie is bad at everything. <laughs> she's, she's, try- she's trying to be, you know, controlling and evil. Uh, but she forgets to take away her cell phone. Rookie, rookie move, Julie. Rookie move, Julie. You're a real dumb dumb. You're a real bad, abusive parent. <laughs> Um, so we think this is going to cut right to Marissa calling Ryan, but first we need some cute unhelpfulness where Seth is unhelpful and wants to talk while Ryan tries to study. Well, Seth needs his best friend at the school because he's like, I can't be alone again for another year. And I'm like, Because now he knows what it's like to have a friend. Exactly. Uh, but he also needs a vent about summer. Yep. So it's sort of like balancing them. And Ryan and then, just needs to study because his test is in two hours. And then wait, so the pool house has its own phone line. Yeah, it 100% does. Yeah. We've been wondering about that. Yeah, it 100% does. Do you think they got it after Ryan moved in? I can't imagine so. So it's just always had it. It just happens to have it. That's insane. Because <laughs> Ryan has his own phone. I don't think he knows he has a phone. <laughs> it goes off and he's like, oh, oh! what is that? Do you think it's a throwback to... Um, like, do you remember back in the day where we had to have two phone lines to get on the internet? And, like, um, Dad would come in, come home and he would hook his laptop up to the second phone line through that, like, weird cord thing? I don't think so because this one is specifically in the pool house. Well, I'm wondering if, like, Sandy used to go out and work in the pool house. 
when Kirsten was working and Seth was a little kid and it was annoying. <laughs> I don't and... think so because Kirsten's really weirded about anybody being in the pool house. I don't think it used to be an office. It's a pool house. I, th- so, I think there's a phone line in there for if guests stay over. I guess I guess so. I guess it is a guest house for guests who need super privacy. I guess. That's why it's made out of glass. Yeah. Yeah. Reasonable. <laughs> Reasonable. Um. So then, the, as we alluded to, the phone rings. It's yeah. Marissa, and Ryan hops too because he is drawn Mar- to the Marissa center of his universe. Marissa phones him with what I'm, what I'm going to call vague sadness. Yeah, her mom is a lot. Like, the most un... Uh, like unaware she basically just says hey ryan i'm thinking about you i'll be right there that's all ryan needs that's all he needs and and then he completely ditches his work and he says the dumbest thing ever which where like he says like what like why what if you don't make the test well then i guess i'm not harbor school material i'm like ryan you're not even trying and it's a preparedness test it's not an aptitude test she told you that it's literally about what like like, it's about how good you studied yes (laughs) ryan ryan However, Ryan is the reassuring presence that Marissa needs. Yeah, she puts on a lot of makeup for Ryan. She loves him. Like, between the scene where she calls him and this scene, she has put on a whole, like, inch of layer. And where did she get that makeup? That makeup did not all fit in her purse. (laughs) She's got a very good deep purse. (laughs) So tiny in 2003. But Ryan stops to get some flowers and he sleepy eyes her, which she Mm -hmm. finds so romantic. And then we hear Julie outside the door. Which means that Ryan has to run into the bathroom. Which was, like, a bad choice, and I thought he had inherited Jimmy Cooper's lack of cool. But he doesn't get caught, so it's fine. And, and to be fair, he's probably right. Like, he, it's the sort of thing where it's like, yeah, it would be bad if she found you there. It'd also have been worse if you found you in the bathroom. But, but you're there's probably, a chance she wouldn't find you in the bathroom. Why would she go to the bathroom? She's not going to use that bathroom. Yep. So then Julie tries to blame everything on yeah. Ryan and Jimmy <laughs> and Marissa and, and Marissa and Marissa's like it I'm was, sad it, you weren't this way before Ryan got here and Marissa's like ah uh, yeah I was if you're sad you didn't tell me because Julie has a proven record of being so good at listening well, to people's problems in this scene Marissa's like I tried to tell you I gotta go I don't want to hear your problems. <laughs> like, she literally tries to start telling her problems, and Julie's like, I gotta go. I can't deal, <laughs> I with, can't this. deal with this. I can't deal with this. I'm gonna go to the security. Like, <laughs> I 100% believe that Marissa was like, like, Mom, I'm just... No, 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 no. Look, you deal with your teen stuff. I deal with the bedroom and, and the, the kitchen. kitchen. But, Mom, I feel like no, the no, type no, of no, sadness no. I have <laughs> Look, you can de- normal. You have to deal with your own problems because I have my own problems. Look, your dad deals with his own problems and everything's fine. Oh, Julie. Yeah, Julie does not like other people's emotions. Nope. <laughs> she barely likes her own emotions. Only her own emotions. Everyone else's causes her only problems. Yeah. And also, for some reason, everyone talks about Julie Cooper like she's some sort of, like, demon woman. Yeah, I don't know what kind of power they think she has. She just yells. Well, and also, there's all these things. Like, she she apparently has no control over. She's not the head of, like, all those friends. Nope. Because she's, she's, she's going to lose them immediately is how, the way she speaks. She has no job. She has no, like, she doesn't appear to be on any committees she or just, heading any committees. She's just mean. She's just mean. Well, and also, like, the way she speaks with this, like, like, like in the early episode, it was like, I'm sorry. No, but you will be. And in this one, like, Ryan's like, I'm not afraid of your mom. And, and like, Marissa's like, like I, I am. am. See, it talks about Julie Cooper. Like, if, if we had not, if we don't see, we see a lot of Julie Cooper. Yeah. If we had seen any less of Julie Cooper, I'm like, Julie Cooper's murdering people in her basement. But I mean, like the, she, she is the only unsupportive yeah. human on the show. So I guess that does make her a monster. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, except for, you know, Holly's dad who punches everyone. It's true, but he's supportive of Holly and, and her and punching And punching. And punching. There we go. There we go. <laughs> just random, just swinging wild. So um, we have, like, some fun hijinks where Kiki... Wants to go talk to Ryan, and Seth lies terribly, explaining that Ryan likes to study naked, so she can't go to the pool house. And... Yeah, like he he pulls up a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of things to keep her out of yeah, there. Yeah, the craziest of lies, which means they finally close those blinds because you can look out that window and see the pool. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I assume that Ryan, when Ryan left, left and Seth, Seth was like, like "Uh oh, all right, windows up." I don't know why no one ever uses these. 
Um, so Jimmy Cooper arrives. He finally tries to actually go to Sandy for help. Yeah. Which is a good choice. Well, now, well, now legal things are coming up. That's not true. Feelings things. But uh, Sandy's not there, so he has to talk to Kiki. Yeah, because he wants help keeping custody of his kids. Which, valid. Yeah. Yep. Hey, these two are dealing like that situation like pretty good adults. They're talking about it. Yeah. People so, never talk about a kiss after they kiss. Well, and, and also, they talk about it in ways like, like J- Jimmy's like, I'm really, really sorry. And I'm like, you should are. Be. And he's like, you are and you should be. You might do it again because it's that kind of show. Yeah. But I feel like at this moment, you're legit being like, ah. Uh, because she's like, all right, come in. And he's like, nah, I think I'm going to stay yeah. out here. And then she says it's okay. And she's like, well, it's not okay. But I forgive you. Isn't she like, that was weird. Let's never do it again. Great. <laughs> um. So, Julie sucks at breaking news. Yeah, so, okay. Julie continues to just... Isolate her daughter from everything in her life other than and, herself. And now she's legitimately trying to isolate her. But she, like, even for abusive bad mother, Marissa's, or she sees the flowers that um, Ryan left. And she's like, this security sucks. This is why I have to send you upstate. Yeah, she wants to send her to an institution yeah. in San Diego. And that seems like a real good, for troubled girls. Yeah. So that seems like a really good way to break the news it's to a... <laughs> Your daughter who just tried to kill herself. Come on, Marissa. It's an old Victorian mansion haunted by many ghosts. Come on, Julie. Your daughter does not want to live in a season of American Horror Story. Man, I almost wish this happened because Marissa would have went there. She found new ghosts. Had your ghost friends. It would have been a show called Ghost Friends. (laughs) (laughs) And then she would have become obsessed with roasted chicken and her imaginary boyfriend. Yes. Girl Interrupted reference. Okay. All right. But the biggest thing that Julie does not want to tell Jimmy about this. Nope. She's hoping she can just ship her daughter off and then deal with the fallout. Because that's how parents parent. <laughs> to be fair, that's also kind of what Jimmy kind of did. <laughs> they were not shipping his daughter off. Yeah. He, wanted, he was going to leave. Yes. And Marissa was going to stay. You know what? Jimmy should have let Julie go through with this. Because he definitely could have gotten full custody of the girls after Julie pulled that. It, uh, well, my daughter, do- my wife, secretly sent my daughter away to a mental institution. It's true. Jimmy is unfortunately having a lot of like piled on him. Yeah, he's he not ne- paying attention. He needs some to. sort of like, like ammo to like, like get back. Yeah. But- Look at what Julie did. She's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Oh. And then she throws out the flowers. She throws out the flowers. So- oh yeah! Oh yeah! Because Marissa's like. I need to go to the bathroom and, like, secrets a phone with her because oh, she's yeah. clearly going to call someone. And we think she's going to call Ryan, but no. She calls Summer. Great work. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we meet Captain Oaks, which is uh, Seth's, right. oh, Seth's you, plastic horse. Yes, Seth has a plastic horse because Summer goes to his house and home invades him. As yeah. As far as I'm concerned. I've... Because I feel like if she rang the doorbell, Kiki would have, like, announced her. Yeah, she would have come up with her or something. Yeah, and been like, hey, Seth, your friend's here. But, but instead, she home invades him because yep. she has rage blackouts. Yep, she comes, well, she knocks on the door and then <laughs> Seth says, Seth, Seth, Mom, I'm naked already. Na- no, no, I'm naked studying. Because <laughs> yeah, he's trying to, like, really it's, make that yeah, lie it's, stick. It's this new thing. And he's like, oh, that works. Cool. <laughs> But it's summer. It's summer. She's vaguely grossed out. And Seth tries to, like, backpill by being like, no, we do cool, normal, non-naked mother and son things. Can we know how, how summer really blows this situation up? Marissa called. It's a disaster. You're going to try to do an insane asylum. We need to go now. We need Ryan. And, and says, like, Ryan's in the middle of a test. He, we can handle this. But you they think realize, you can handle Julie Cooper? They realize, no, they do need to go get the OC. So he can go toe-to-toe with his new arch nemesis, Evil Eyes. Yeah. He, well, he needs a sleepy eye, her. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm looking bad for Evil Eyes. This is sleepy eyes. Brilliant. Good. Good job, teenagers. Yep. Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, tonight, I am drinking another one of those 7-Up Lemon Lemon drinks. I have discovered that there is a white peach flavor. Yeah. Which I think was maybe the flavor I thought was orange because I didn't look closely. I mean, it's, it, well, it's peach colored. Yeah, but you peach know. Peach is kind of orangey. And this is, it's, the cans have sort of like a retro feel. Yeah. With like muted colors. So, 
Anyway, it's got a peach on it. Tastes like peach. And it tastes like peach lemonade. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's lemon. It's fizzy peach lemonade. Yeah. It's pretty good. Good, good job, 7-Up. Way to make the thing that you said you were making. The, I, okay, so lemon lemon is just lemon 7-Up. No, it's sparkling lemonade. Okay, so it's... It's less sugary. Okay. It doesn't have the additional lime. Well, it's weird that it's 7-Up, because 7-Up is Coke. Yeah. So I feel like it could have just been another thing. But I think they wanted to, like, leverage... So people would recognize the branding. I think they wanted to leverage into the 7-Up They'd thing. be like, hey, 7-Up is refreshing. Yeah. And here's you know your sparkling lemonade. Sparkling lemonade. Also, peaches. Lemon, lemon. Peaches that look like butts. I'm surprised, though. There's no orange lemonade. There's no lime lemonade. Their flavors appear to be lemon, cucumber mint, and peach. That's a really weird drawing of a peach on it. I know you guys can't see it. It that, looks like a butt. That, that Yeah, they drew a butt. Which I know the peach emoji is the butt emoji on yeah. technology. But that looks like a butt. That looks like a butt. That looks like a weird lopsided it, butt. Except for it's got like this really straight line down the center. It Yeah, I know. Like it's, that is straight edge. I don't know what angle we're seeing this butt from. <laughs> but it's a... Uh, but there's a butt. It's a butt. That can's got a butt on it. You want to drink some of this? No, I don't know your butt juice. Great. Okay, so Sandy... Gets in trouble. Yes, because Sandy wants to do trials. So, and I mean, he is making a statement. He's taking all of his insane, dumb, subtle <laughs> cases to trial. Yeah. <laughs> because they they do, I mean, this is actually sort of how it works with a lot of these things, is that they're mm-hmm. essentially suing to prove a point. Yeah. And they're expecting, like, like settlements. And I, Jimmy- <laughs> I love him just being like, okay. Oh, you want to sue someone? Because we're going we're to court. Going to court. Wait. What? Yeah, let's go to court. Let's drag this out. Let's bring it in front of a judge. I want you to tell a judge about what's going on here. <laughs> um, interestingly, we learn from Rachel that she really had to like put herself out to get Sandy okay, hired. Rachel. <laughs> I told you, she's in love with him. Well, she's his sexy lawyer friend. She's talking about, like, I did a huge favor for you. Sandy could have not taken this job. He could still quit this job. And he could still go back to the DA. Stop talking to Sandy like this was your last choice. What else were you going to do? I don't know. Probably continue what I was always doing. This is my favor to you, Rachel. Well, you know, she just wants her sexy lawyer friend to be sexy lawyering. And also, her sexy and law also firm to do more settlement, settlements. And also to do more settlements. But, I mean, it's true. They hired him as a trial lawyer. Yep. So to give them all these job these jobs that should be like settlements, they might not have any trial cases. Well, I well no, but then why like cuz they need one for when they do have trial cases. Yeah, it's 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 Really, they should give him no cases and just let him surf all day until he needs to fight for justice. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous because cuz like he cuz from what I can tell, he was hired as a trial lawyer. Yep. And it's sort of the thing like I think he is at a level in the job that he can essentially be like, you hire me as a trial lawyer. If I'm not, like, doing any trials and it seems like we have some sort of a conflict here. Well, I don't want to talk about the law because I've had a lot of law discussions over the past year and they all end in endless frustration. All right. Well, then let's move on to something that I, that is more emotionally frustrating. And also endless. And Summer and Seth burst into Ryan's exam. Oh, not even subtly. They don't even sneak through a window. They bust that door open. Yeah. And even though there is, they have no context to hurry, they're like, Ryan, you have to leave right now. Ryan has a five-page exam. Yeah. That... that that has, like, 20 questions on it. It's not a big exam. So I actually think he finished the exam. Because when he puts it down, it shows the back page and the back. Like, they make a fuss that he's not done and blah, yeah. blah, And maybe he hasn't. But when he puts it down, it shows the back page because there's staples. Yeah. And it's I, completely filled in. I know. But it, the problem is, like, like, there's not a focus on it. Something that there's, there's no, like, that is, that feels very headcanon-y. No, but they, like, they zoom in on it when he leaves. That is what the focus rack is on it, as he storms out. But when he's still doing the test, he's actually on, he's actually, like, doing the test. And he's, and, like, there are I'm not arguing left. with you about this. I just, I think they were trying to suggest to us. That it seems like he's walking away from his future, but he's so good at tests, he actually... Yeah, and I, 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 I can see that. And that's actually what I thought it would be. Yeah. I thought that, that, I thought that was what it was going to come up as. But the ending didn't wrap it up for me, unfortunately. Well, and the, I wish it would have. They should have shown us the scene at the end. I, there are a lot of things they should have shown yeah. us. Like, they should have shown us Marissa's phone call to Summer. But yeah. that's neither but, here but nor there. But for all we know right now, 
for all all we can go on right now. Yeah, everyone throws everything away from Marissa. <laughs> I know. And, well, also my favorite thing <laughs> is that uh, Dean Kim, like, she's portrayed in the scene as sort of like being unreasonable and not understanding feelings, but she's pretty right. I, I don't think she's supposed to be portrayed as unreasonable. I, I think she's just supposed to be portrayed as authority. Like, like Ryan needs to organize his problems. Yeah. Because Ryan has no, Ryan has no idea what this problem is. They literally came in and said, Ryan, Marissa. And he's like, you guys have to go. And he's like, wait, they said Marissa. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes. This is clearly a time-sensitive thing. I'm really over Marissa right now, so I don't even know if I can make goofs about it. And it's not her. Don't it's worry. like... <laughs> don't worry. This is, this is about being over Marissa. It's like the idea of her I'm just finding exhausting. She she is... Boy, she needs everybody to help her. And she is, once again, fine. Like well, w- w- here, No, w- she's not fine. In the next no, scene, no, no, we no, no, see no. that she is absolutely not fine, and she has not been fine for a very, very long time. On, on the bright side, this next scene is great because she's with a therapist. Yep, and the and- therapist completely sees through Julie. <laughs> Can we say that this, th- like, I thought this was going to be, like, evil, like, on Julie's side therapist. This is a real therapist. Yep. And, like, who's, like, being used, and Julie, like, didn't expect the therapist to be like, no, yeah, no, here's real... Use real things. Julie is so deluded. She just thinks she is completely in the right. Yeah. But the point is that Marissa's examined in the scene effectively. Yeah, and Marissa's not okay. Yeah. And Marissa has, I know these are stereotypes, but she has, like, what I want to call the affluent problems, which is, like, she, like, she shoplifted, Mm -hmm. and um, she, she might... No, she was she 100% was, that, was yeah, anorexic. Yeah, yeah, she went yeah. through anorexic, which I mean, once again, legitimate problem, but like stacking them up, I'm like, oh, they're going they're like they're like ticking off boxes essentially to well, make this in like a character. And I mean, this is a whole thing where they've really just like um swept her problems under the rug until they can't anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um but this this guy just seems chill. Yeah, like, she just wants to help her. Yeah. And like we're, we're moving forward here when it comes up and the psychiatrist is talking, and Julie's like, well, then she should go. And Sakaji's like, nah, she can stay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she can stay here. Yeah. There, there's therapy all over the place. Yeah. Like, I have contacts. I'll give you good contacts. Like, or she will be her therapist yeah. in town. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the insane side of things, Somerset and Ryan have decided to break into the hospital. Yeah. I don't understand why they didn't just call a grown-up. Okay. So... Summer, because they're teenagers. Ryan was about to be like, I need to see Marissa. Yeah. And, but no, Summer, Summer's a candy striper, mm-hmm. which is a job that I've heard so many times, and I still don't know what it is, and I don't think I ever wanted to explain to me. Candy striper's not a real thing. There's like, there's teenage hotel volunteers, or teenage hospital volunteers. Yeah. Um, my friends did it in high school, and they sort of just like sit with the patients, and they might help with some like really really light duties that a nurse may also do. Yeah, and it's supposed to, it's like a volunteer job, but it its intention is if you feel like you want to go into the healthcare field, that's where you volunteer. It's weird because the because TV does not present it that way. No, not at all. And also, the, also, so candy striper is not a real thing. I, they're not called candy stripers in Canada. Which okay, well I mean okay. Then if they're called in the U.S., because the thing they is that, could be the thing is that the word candy striper appears all over the place. Yeah, it's um. I mean, from what I understand, it's a nickname based on their uniforms. Yeah, and, and it, the actual term is probably hospital volunteer. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. I don't think candy striper is the real name, is what everyone calls it. But it, the fact that it is called there every time, and also like it seems to be that it is usually given to. Like, it is seen as what I want to call sorority sister volunteers. Yeah, well, except for um, on, what's it called? Scream Queens, they had a male candy striper. Yeah. Like, uh... It, do- it does not seem like it is a thing that ha- that has to be done. It, I, I don't know. It's something that you see a lot of times in... Yeah, it's to- and it's being used in this show yeah. for the exact reason you expect it to be, for sexy hijinks and flirting. Yeah, yeah, there's like, some of that. That's, no, that's why they chose to do this, because she did not need to be wearing a candy striper uniform. She could have come out in scrubs. But they did it so they could have sexy hijinks Hold on, and can you imagine if Summer came out in, like, full scrubs with a stethoscope and is like, yes, they're with me, let's go. Summer, I'm pretending to be a doctor. Shh, where'd you get this from? I knocked a guy out. 
Oh no, I, I mean the hospital volunteer wears scrubs. <laughs> no, no, I want no. I think it would be fantastic if she came out and she had knocked out a doctor and stolen. Like she's wearing the white coat, she's a stethoscope. That make way more sense than this candy striper plot. <laughs> it would be. I, I I more and more want this series to have Summer just be like insane. I want her. I want her to do like plots that are more apt in a sitcom in this teen drama. FYI, guys, this candy scraper plot is, while not funny, insane, is actually insane. It doesn't lead to much. Like, essentially, okay. It's like a way to get them past I, the nurses. Station. I used to deliver flowers yeah. to um, hospitals. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. Hospitals actually aren't all that secure. No, no one's really paying attention because I also obviously work in the medical yeah. field and have been up to visit people in hospitals. Yeah. And if you know what room your person's in, you, you don't there. have to check in with anyone. Yeah. And I mean, like, like, well, like, especially during like the daytime when it's visiting hours. I will and... say it sounds like they're going to the psychiatric ward, which I've never been to and might be more secure. But it, but it doesn't feel like she, like, like she's just she in just, hallways. Yeah. She's not in any sort of like maximum security. They, they and know, Luke just shows up. They know exactly where, where, they know exactly where she is. So yeah, exactly. they could just went there. But it's an excuse to put Summer in a sexy uniform, put Marissa in a sexy uniform, and, uh... <laughs> Though Marissa's barely seen in it. Yeah. And sneak on past the nurse station. Okay. Uh, all right. So, we... Well, this is going on. Well, they're, like, getting this all done. Julie and Jimmy are talking to Sakajis. This is where we learn the Sakajis yeah. is like, nah, she can just stay here if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. Because we're like, heading back and forth. Like... And this is when Julie just decides on her own... Yeah. ...that she... Well, she lies to the psychiatrist, and she says, oh, yes, me and my husband decided we're going to send her away. Guess what, guys? Jimmy Dude. was not a part of that decision. And what what's most insane to me, and, like, it's almost like this should have been known earlier, Julie decides to do it tonight. Mm-hmm. Which, it's weird, because there's, like, stakes and all these beforehand, but then the time limit is put down at the end. I mean, I guess... Marissa must just know how her mom works. <laughs> no, she's going to drop me out tonight. You can't know that, Marissa. No, I know. Tr- trust me, I know that. It's a weird ability I have. I also sometimes give it to other people. It's <laughs> like you can tell what's going to ha- what like you're going to do in the future. What happened to you? That explains why Ryan has it because <laughs> they got real close when he carried her <laughs> in that needs- awkward position. She transferred her abilities to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. When she was, her back was wrenching. Yeah, makes sense. But Julie's going to bring her there. Really soon. Also, yeah. she she throws off Jimmy with a line that's like, "She almost died, Jimmy. How like, like how much harm can it do?" I'm like, "Well, she could actually die." Yeah. Like, it she could succeed next time. People do succeed in institutions. There's lots of news stories about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yep. they're gonna see, yep. sneak Marissa out, but they're stopped momentarily by Luke, by the human Ken doll, Luke. But, however. This is his only appearance in this episode, so you know he's in a good mood. Also, yeah, because he hasn't been in there for a long time. Yeah. Also, I don't know what it is about this specific episode. He's kind of he's got a sheen on him. He's sweaty from Mexico. <laughs> he's still he ran all the way back from Mexico. Exactly. As soon as that ended, like the fight between him, well, as soon as that fight went off, when just everyone's punching everyone, he just everyone. started running. He just <laughs> knew that he would need to be back in California soon. He ran from Tijuana. That that actually was the moment he he hadn't visited before that because that's the moment he arrived. Exactly, he stole some flowers from elsewhere in the hospital. He stole a shirt from some burly orderly, <laughs> the burliest orderly. <laughs> Done, but yes, I would have loved the door open as him in a candy striper outfit. Like I had to sneak in, <laughs> just like ripping out of it. But as we said, this is his first appearance, so that means he's good Luke, yeah. and he tells him to take the stairs, yeah, and he'll distract Julie. <laughs> which Summer's not doing a very good j- job of at all. No. Uh, before this, I'm like, what are they going to do? Is, are they going to bring Marissa to the model home? Yeah, I don't really... This was a real, real dumb teenage plan, because yeah. ultimately, I mean, there's like an interruption that we'll talk about it, but ultimately what they decide to do is take her to her dad's house. Yeah. So I don't know why they didn't just involve her dad in the first place. Well, that's what, that's what I mean is so bizarre to me. It's like, like there, there's these weird, like 
kids think like oh. like vaporous steaks. They're like these steaks are so high, and I'm like, but where are these steaks? This has happened literally every time they've had a plan. Kids think they're the only ones who can solve their problem when literally all they need to do is talk to a grown up. And this is not Riverdale where there are no good grown ups. There's only Luke Perry Andrews, <laughs> and and he's got his own stuff to deal with. No, this is the OC where all the parents are good. <laughs> Except for Julie Cooper, who has evil eyes, yeah. and Holly's dad, who likes to punch. Exactly. But he might help you out in a pinch. You don't know. Especially if you got to punch during it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Mr. Holly's dad, I need your help. <laughs> what can I help you with? I need you to punch someone. Oh, I'm glad you asked. I'm on it. Who do I need to punch? I think his name is Greg or Gary. I'm Gre- My name is Greg Holly's dad. <laughs> and I like to punch things. <laughs> I went to jail. Sort of. Did he? Sat in a holding cell. <laughs> just punching. Just punching everything. Till I come like, down God, and took a little nap. Punch. Eventually he becomes the o- one of the OC's villains. The puncher. But not an arch villain. No, no, just no, Just a no. one episode just, arc. Yeah, well, he's one of the ones that shows up at the beginning of the episode and gets mm. caught. And then the rest of the episode is about the main villain. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we do have a little side interruption where Kiki and Jimmy Cooper interrupt Sandy's sexy drinks. Because Jimmy Cooper is actually trying to deal with his situation. Yeah. He knows what Julie's trying to do. And he wants to go put a stop on that. Can we be clear about this scene? Is that it's definitely sexy drinks. But Sandy is completely unaware of sexy drinks. <laughs> it's only sexy drinks on the side of Rachel. Like, Ra- like Rachel said to him, hey, let's go out for drinks to celebrate your... Because that's what his assistant yeah. said. And that's what he like, thinks is happening. Ra- yeah, Rachel's like, let's go out for drinks. And he's like, all right, we'll celebrate my new job. Hey, secretary, if anyone calls, I'm going to celebrate my new job. I do imagine that maybe there were other lawyers there before, but they only stayed for one drink. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So as soon as she said that, Sandy was like, all right. Hey, Ben, you coming? Hey, Samantha, you coming? And Rachel's like, damn it. Why? Damn it. I wore my, like, lacy camisole so I can take off my blazer and be so cute. Damn it. Wasted. But it's not wasted because everyone else left. Also, then then after she gets there, Sandy's like, oh, no, I see what's going on. (laughs) Oh, no, I've realized what has occurred. Also, I think he feels bad because he failed Jimmy. Because he, Mm -hmm. because like, because Jimmy, okay, why is tomorrow too late, Jimmy? Jimmy is just too awkward. Yeah. He can't deal with the situation. You know Jimmy has no cool. (laughs) Because, so they're in this situation and like everyone's awkward and Sandy like slowly catches on to it. He's like, oh. Oh, well, I mean, I'll help you, Jimmy. Like, I come to my office tomorrow morning. Jimmy's like, tomorrow's too late! I'm like, Jimmy, you don't know about the time limit! No, he also knows. <laughs> yeah, That's how Marissa he, got the quality. He, he doesn't know, but he knows. It's hereditary. He's just not very good at it. <laughs> There's a time limit. I don't know what the time limit is. I just, I just know, know there is one. Tomorrow is too late. That's all I know. So he runs into the night. He, he runs to a swanky new pad. Where he has furniture. What, no, sort no, of. Here's the, wait, did he run? Because him and Kirsten <laughs> went there together but left separately. <laughs> he must have ran. Because well, here's the thing. I know that Kirsten does. She does leave eventually. Yeah. But Jimmy leaves first. He's running into the night. <laughs> so he, so Jimmy runs to a swanky new pad. Maybe they walked over. Like, maybe everything in the OC is walking distance. Yeah, clearly. Clearly. Um, but Marissa's there. Thank- so are all the other kids who, who leave. So thank goodness they sort of called an adult. He is a bad adult, though. He is not helpful. I mean, he explains law stuff to her. I mean, you know, here's the thing. He is absolutely correct. Like, Julie could turn this around and be like, he took her out of the hospital without me knowing. He's, like, trying to take her away. You mm-hmm. should give me Marissa. But if Jimmy has any cool, he'll see he can turn it around on Julie. These are all the reasons that her teenage daughter... Tried to commit suicide and is not comfortable living with her. I think I think that maybe that is what he's thinking. He's like, man, if you just stay in the hospital, I could have like got you back in like a day. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe this crazy activity is. I also could see my future. So then Marissa just runs away. Yeah, Jimmy gets a call from, from Julie. From Julie, and, um, like, and no, walks. No, in, she's like, here. Yeah. Yeah, because Jimmy's like, like, if I lie and they yeah. find out she's here, like he at this point he's thinking ahead. He's like. I need to not lose my kids because right now Julie does have a lot of power. But he makes the fatal mistake of turning his back on Marissa. <laughs> yes, because she just leaves. Just leaves. Just and turns then, and walks out that door. And then what do the teens do? They go to the boardwalk. They get pizza. Because that's what everyone does when they're running away. They literally always run away and hang out on the boardwalk. And Ryan's like, hey, if you want to run, run away, I'll come with you. And I'm like, Ryan, you have a lot of feelings for this terrible, terrible girl. Yeah, she's she's not good for you. She needs to, like, get her mental... <laughs> 
state together. Look, look, she has a lot of issues that she needs to deal with. And that's not why I'm saying you shouldn't be with her. But she's also kind of terrible. Yeah. She's not, she's not great for you, buddy. Remember that not boy great. fight club she tried to start? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, however, Ryan, as he talks to Marissa, starts to put some pieces together in his head. So, cut away. Wait, I have a very quick question. Yeah. How long have they known each other for? Like Two a month? Weeks. Sure, a month. I feel like actually a lot of time passes between the episodes on this show. I mean, unless it's like... Well, no, I know, very... I know that, but I'm thinking summer. No, I know. That's why I'm saying it's a month instead of two weeks. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's month. what I mean. Okay. Because, I mean, it's only been eight, eight episodes, so if the yeah. episodes were close together like Riverdale, it would only be two weeks. We know some of them went back to back. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Um, so I also wrote down a month, actually. Yeah. So cool. They know each other about, for about a month. Yeah. This is, go, this is going very Romeo and Juliet. Well, Ryan's, you know, Fortunately, he, he just I, loves justice too much. I assume this one won't end with a double suicide. Who knows? There's only four seasons. Oh, man. So things start to, like, tick away in Ryan's head. And we have a short scene where Sandy and Kirsten have a grown-up conversation about grown-up jealousy. Well, you know they're grown up because because Sandy talks about how it's like you spend an entire weekend with Jimmy and like you hang out with him a lot and I trust you. I'm like, man, you're right. If Sandy was Luke, Jimmy would be like punched. Yeah, dead. Like, Jimmy would be dead. He would be dead by punch. Yep. <laughs> he would have just punched him right through the wall. <laughs> yeah, just many, many punches because he, I mean he's right. So this and they agree to trust each other. Yeah. So that's great. Yes. Kiki's okay think, with Sandy having his sexy drinks. I think I think also what Kiki was actually kind of also in the moment is like, I kissed him. You my are you kissing someone? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me who you're kissing. So this segues into some grown up advice giving because we have proven Sandy. Responsible, reliable, handles things well. Because it's time to settle. So uh, Ryan calls up Sandy and needs some advice about the Marissa situation. Yes. That's what I mean. It's time to settle yeah. because yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what Sandy says. Though I'll be honest, the next scene also seems like it also could be a trial. And uh, what's his face? Sort of a, sort of oh, a... I'm having crazy deja vu. Did this happen during Riverdale? What? People decided to settle? Um, this happened with Veronica. In Riverdale, didn't it? No. Hey, audience. I mean, well, there, there's a thing where she no. decides rather than fighting her dad, she gives him the, um, uh, what do you call it? The. No, I feel like this is a direct parallel to something that happened. I'm going to no. have to. No, I'm having crazy, crazy deja vu right now. I'm going to have to go back and listen to our all 13 of our Riverdale episodes. I, I, I don't think it did because the only thing I could think of something like that happening was when. Veronica was like against her dad, against her dad, against her, and then decided to give him the um the character essentially. Yeah, but no, it's it's more like the trial parallel and them being like sometimes you have to settle, but then what they actually do is more of a trial. That's what I'm having deja vu about. Oh, I don't think I. So, guys, I will make this <laughs> promise to you. Aaron, Aaron, I will try to figure this out Aaron, in the next week. The only lawyer is Molly Ringwald. Maybe Archie does it. So which well, <laughs> like I'm I'm trying to help you narrow it down because if if that was gonna be in a scene, it was gonna be one of the ones that Molly Ringwald. Yeah, it's... Are, you, are you talking about when Molly Ringwald's like talking to Archie and Jughead about something? There is a scene where they're like in the booth at Pops, and like Molly Ringwald is there for some reason. Oh no, that's just she's just giving. That's when she pretends to be Jughead's dad's lawyer, yeah, that's and what then I mean. essentially becomes his lawyer. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, guys. This this is, this this feels not familiar to me. I'm having like crazy, crazy deja vu, which means this is probably an episode we recorded at your house, not my. Oh, guys, I this I'm, is, this I'm is, diving deep. I'm going to figure it out. I know, I know you are, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a prediction. I think you're wrong. Mm. I think you're have I think you're having that date. I'm thinking of the Matrix style deja vu. Well, you think it's deja vu? No way, that's not the Matrix style deja vu. You're not having deja vu. I just remember you shouting no, at me. I sh- Aaron, Aaron, I mean, okay. Aaron, so, Aaron, 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 Ryan. No, Aaron, Aaron. So first Ryan tries to use his OC <laughs> threatening tactics on Julie, which doesn't go well. Then he uses his logic. Yeah, he explains facts to Julie. And she has to give in. This scene is weird because Marissa walks around the corner and stands behind Julie 
for far too long. She needs to know what her mom's going to say. She needs to see the real Julie Cooper. My, my favorite thing about this entire series of scenes is I thought the house had just, like, is this? I know it's a big house, but it feels like these people are appearing from nowhere. Maybe they all, maybe when um, Ryan got the premonition skill from uh, Marissa, <laughs> he gave her the Batmaning skill. <laughs> No, but she doesn't Batman. She walks into the frame from around the corner and stares at the back of Julie's head. Yeah, this house is Unt- too big for until, this many people. Until Kirsten walks in, and then we reveal that Seth and Summer are sitting outside. Well, mm-hmm. I realize it's a big house, but it's just like, when, I, when it first happened, I, it was just Sandy and Ryan, and then just more and more people came to the scene. Well, and it's the, they're all in this one room. Like, this is a big house. We use very limited sets. <laughs> Which I guess makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's a confrontation, but yeah. So, anyway, we can get into all of Ryan's tactics, but basically he lays out everything we've been saying all episode. Yes. And Julie has to accept that if she doesn't want to lose her daughter, she has to give her up a little bit. Yeah. So, Marissa is going to stay. With her dad, for now. I I meant she's going to stay in the OC, and she gets to stay with her dad. Yes. Yeah, she does say for now. My dramatic reveal was wrecked. No. I made it better. Great. Also, the scene is not complete, though, with Julie, without Julie giving her customary evil person line with, this isn't over, Marissa. Yeah, and she's crying, and you're like, this should be a cute scene between mother and daughter. But it's not. Thanks, Julie. Because <laughs> Julie's evil. Julie has no good. Why do they keep on treating her like she's, the, like, killing people in her basement? Maybe she is. We have not been down there. And maybe that's why she refuses to sell the house. Remember, that's where Summer lives. That's why Summer was there. Maybe Summer lives in their pool house. <laughs> we haven't considered this. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Doors are opening. <laughs> More things are being revealed. Because we know that Summer's parents are divorced. Yeah. We never see Summer's house. Maybe she we lives see, in their pool we see house. Holly's house. Maybe she She's lives in Paul, Holly's beach house. Hmm. <laughs> so Seth and Summer have a little denouement by the pool. Yes, they bond by the pool. Where they're maybe going to try to interact at school. At school. I'm like, all right, baby steps, Summer, baby steps, I guess. guys. Don't worry, you'll be making out before you know it. <laughs> this, this, this is a joke on me because I made this mistake. Because I think this is entirely what the series is going for, and it got me. <laughs> because uh, Kirsten comes out and says to Summer, "All right, someone's going to drive. Going to need to drive um, or like, take Marissa home." Yeah. And I'm like, "Next door," and then Kirsten <laughs> says, "Her dad's home," and I'm like, "Oh, oh, right." Oh, Kirsten pulled a mum reveal, and you fell for it. <laughs> you got, Adorable. You got me, Kiki. You got me this time. <laughs> so- but this isn't over, Kiki, or some other threatening julie cooper line <laughs> that was not a great julie cooper line it needs to be snappier but more lame she she did do this isn't over marissa that's true but you will be did i do it mm, yeah good delivery did it your eyes were real evil did great it work. um oh i was like sandy gives good advice this is when sandy gives some good advice so ryan can get into the school yeah ryan's like no nah, no nah, i think it's all done now and sandy's like I've seen how you can talk your way out I of a cho- problem. I chose I chose love over school and Sandy's like that's dumb. You're 17. Don't do that. Tell you what. How about you try to talk to her? I'll be there too, though you, no one will ever know in what capacity. And then they don't show us the scene. No, I have no idea what they said to Kim to like. They, did they? Explain, How did they talk her into like, it? Did they explain? Like, here, what I imagine is that, that or what I would have done is mm-hmm. be like, "Sorry, I had to leave. A friend of mine almost died when we were down in Mexico, and she was. I got some this, news about her. Yeah, I got some news about her, and I had to leave. Yeah, because that at least explains like why he was deciding to like. But if he just came and was like, "I'm in love with a girl." And I felt like it was time to put my feelings in front of my schooling. And then Kim, then Kim would have been like, what? That is like way too facial movements and <laughs> vowels yeah. for Ryan to have said. Well, because – and this is what makes me feel like did he pass the first time like being a thing? Because she also says he passed, which means he did a test, I imagine, right then. 
Which also means it's not a very long test. Or he did enough of the test. Like, everything he did, he got 100% on. So it means yeah. he actually got a passing grade on the test. Yeah. And then, then also she also says that's like, also, next time you want to have your lawyer here. I'm like, what does Sandy say? <laughs> yeah, see, they're not showing us the interesting stuff. They're just showing us the CW stuff. <laughs> Kim, can you imagine if you had a boy living in your pool house? I don't have a pool house. Oh. Why wouldn't she have a pool house? I guess she probably would have a pool house. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just have a I just have a library everywhere. I am the dean <laughs> of a school. We do have a really cute scene where Sandy's like trying to ask for the deets on Summer, and Seth's like, "Ugh, no." And then Sandy's like, "You can tell me," and he's like, "No, I can't." He's like, "Well, who can you tell if you can't tell your dad?" And Seth's like, "Ryan, Marissa, Mom, that tree." Pretty cute, guys. Yes, very pretty. Very good. cute. It, the, for the last scene ended with overdosing. This scene ended with some cool dad jokes. Yay, hot dad. <laughs> Yay, dad with big eyebrows. <laughs> big eyebrow dad. Eyebrow razzing. Sandy eyebrows. All right, so Aaron. Yeah. Through this episode, do you, do you think somewhere in there you found yourself a CW moment? Well, for those of you who don't know, a CW moment is a moment where logic override sorry, where drama overrides logic. Just like in that sentence I just said. Uh, I mean, there's a lot in this episode, but I think the one that stood out to me was Ryan Ryan's constant hiding <laughs> in the bathroom and the fact that it never paid off no no one ever it found never him. paid off it was just like these unnecessary heightened stakes because he hid in there twice yeah and he never even got close there there's the there's a scene where like julie comes in and tells marissa we're gonna go down to san diego it's going like it's gonna be okay and then she leaves and ryan's like ah i was in the bathroom the whole time oh you've never found me <laughs> good thing julie doesn't pee <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so little payoff. So many goofs. Hey, Kevin, did you find a CW moment? Oh, man. Like, this is tough. <laughs> this entire episode is a CW moment. Because the, like, the the driving... Oh, God. The, the like, the driving plot line of this episode is a CW moment. Because, like, this, there's stakes that don't actually exist. Or that we find out the stakes later. It's like if you watch mm-hmm. a movie and people are like, we have to get this done in 25 minutes. You're like, why? And then, like, 20 minutes in, like, this bomb's going to go off in 20 minutes. I'm like, well, then you didn't have a time limit beforehand. What is going on? But I think the CW moment I am going to go for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad you didn't take it. Because after you talked about it, I thought you would. It's the candy striper. Like, it, like, like. I have, like, so much distaste for that that I couldn't even talk about well, it. It's, just, it's so, like, it doesn't, from Julie coming in, it doesn't sound like the security cared at all. No, they're like, oh, this young lady should have guests. It'll yeah. make her happy. Yeah, like, it's, I understand that a parent could go up and because she's a minor be like, hey, these people aren't allowed here. But as far as I know, they could just walk there. Yeah, they don't know. Who, they don't have photographs. Yeah. Who's going to stop them? Exactly. <laughs> Nurses have nursing to do. Yeah. Summer could have gotten them in just by being like, hi, I'm Marissa's friend. I want to go see her. I haven't seen her yet. Exactly. Because she hasn't. Because she hasn't. These bozos are bozos. Yeah. It's, it, <laughs> it was very. Very badly done. Very. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was clearly so they could have. The, have have a moment where where Summer's a candy striper. And Marissa also, like, Marissa and Ryan have some banter about how it was Summer's idea. And Marissa's like, I'm sure it was. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> shut up. And I'm like, Marissa, you you should know Ryan by now. He you, has no game. He is not flirting with he, you. He, he, he would have broken that window and been like, now climb down this grappling hook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Justice. He would have been wearing his OC suit. And he'd be like, why is the OC rescuing me? What's happening? <laughs> oh, my God. Really hard to describe, I guess. Upside down kiss a la Spider-Man. That's what it would be. Because the OC also hangs upside down. Sometimes. It's very unclear what his powers and gadgets are. But he can They're... some he can see what he will do in the future. And because he is a CW superhero, 
his powers and gadgets are whatever he needs in that moment that will make the story more dramatic. He also has a gra- we just learned he has a grappling hook yep. which he hangs upside down on. He has an he, OC phone. He has an OC phone. <laughs> he knows what he will do in the future. Yep. Uh, can I just say that's my favorite thing is that he he has the ability to know what he will do in the future. And then he can surmise things around that. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you're like that's ridiculous, but actually in actuality that's actually pretty useful. If you know what you will do in the future, you can understand understand what other people are probably doing as well exactly it's useful hilarious. skill <laughs> all right guys if you like this episode you should hit us up on some social media yeah you can uh get us on twitter or instagram they're both at podcast moa that's po- podcast moa you can also email us and conveniently that's also podcast moa at gmail.com podcast moa at gmail.com yeah i'd love to hear your thoughts on uh the oc or even going back to riverdale like oh someone tweeted us recently yeah and gave us, did you watch the video it's a real throwback to our childhood <laughs> i did i i have not watched the video I it's go and... chris cummings song betty the one where it's like you're my betty baby yeah. strong and steady baby i remember that yeah yeah, yeah. real throwback i loved it yeah. <laughs> i was so happy i was just like grooving to it at work do you know who sent us that mm, i don't you can also uh if you feel enough to give us a rating a subscription a review we would love reviews five-star reviews are really what helps people find us so you can do that on uh itunes or whatever sort of podcatcher you have did you find the the person i did so uh i'm going to thank ro capri r-o-c-a-p-r-i uh, oh, the, or maybe Roger. Anyway, I have butchered your name. Tell me, thank, tell me how to pronounce it. Thank, thank, thank you for sending us that, though. We liked it. <laughs> I liked it. Sorry that Aaron can't pronounce your name. Uh, I can't pronounce the names of characters on Riverdale. So, what do you expect? No, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. What will happen when Marissa moves in with Jimmy? Will Summer and Seth actually talk at school? What are the OC's gadgets and powers? Well, answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery, Outsiders, and Abs. A teen drama fan cast. <laughs>